Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Now, yesterday was all about Frisco Fan. And Frisco Fan, you might be surprised by this, but thank you. Hey, Frisco Fan, thank you. Thank you for participating. No, because you did. You showed up. You participated. And I'm not going to say that any of your contributions were amazing because they weren't, but you did show up. And this is what I ask for every single day. Show up. And you did. So thank you for that. However, today is not about you, Frisco fan. I know you want it to be. I know you think that every day is about you, Frisco fan, but it's not. No, today... I am turning my attention elsewhere. Today, I'm shouting out to the Beltway, to the DMV. Today, I'm talking to you, Commander Fan, because I know exactly what you're thinking. Hey, Commander Fan, I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking, I thought it was supposed to be all different. You're thinking, things were supposed to be looking up for us now. You're thinking... The post-Dan Snyder era does not feel all that different from the Dan Snyder era, at least so far. And, you know, on some level, I get it. I mean, I'll admit, multiple offensive coordinators and first-time head coaching candidates saying thanks but no thanks to your head coaching opening, which is supposed to be a good head coaching opening, does feel a little like it felt back when you had the Dan. And it feels a lot like the kind of thing that was not supposed to happen anymore, yet is. And did twice yesterday. But I'm still here to tell you that you're still in a much better place. You're on a much better path. Better times are, in fact, still ahead. And I did say yesterday, it's not a bad opportunity. You've got the number two overall pick. So you've got a new franchise quarterback coming in. You still have the most cap space in the NFL going into the offseason. And the most important important part, Dan Snyder is still not there and not coming back. And you have a new ownership group. All of that said, decades of mismanagement do not get fixed overnight. Neither does perception, reputation, vibe, feel. So obviously, there is a lot of work to do before the commanders are legitimate contenders. A lot of work to do before they're legitimately attractive to talented people. But I'm trying to tell you, Commander fan, that things are not as bleak as they might have seen when you were experiencing that harsh sting of rejection. That double kick in the stick yesterday. Trying to give you hope here, Commander Fan, because what happened yesterday isn't completely about you or your team or your franchise or your franchise's reputation. If it'll make you feel better, it's actually more about the Lions and the Texans than it is you. I mean, it is pretty remarkable and pretty unusual and pretty interesting that both Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick said thanks, no thanks to the gig. Even despite all the things I just mentioned, which make it pretty attractive. So I get Commander fans saying, what do we have to do? 
What more do we have to do to make this thing be more attractive? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. You're already much better off than you were. It's just that the Lions and the Texans are way better off than you are. Way more attractive to these young guys. Actually more attractive to them to stay exactly where they are as coordinators than to go to your job and be a head coach. It's just the way it looks, right? If you're Houston and you're Detroit and you're Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick, everybody's happy. The messaging that came from NFL insiders was that both Johnson and Slowick are returning to a complete unfinished business. Unfinished business, of course, means hunting a Lombardi. And as crazy as that sounds, coming from the Texans and the Lions, it's actually not crazy at all. I actually buy it. Now, of course, money talks. Money does talk. And Houston, which has made all the right choices, all the right decisions, did it again. Houston took care of big Rays, Bobby Slowick, and his quarterback coach, too. So the dudes around C.J. Stroud got paid yesterday, and they deserved it. And it was clearly another smart move by legendary clone and executive Nick Casario and head coach D'Amico Ryans. That's smart. Now, what's really amazing, if Adam Schefter is to be believed, Ben Johnson did not even get a raise in order to stay in Detroit. He just really, really, really wants to stay in Detroit. Shefty on the X, quote, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has two years remaining on his contract with Detroit. His deal was not adjusted to stay per league source, proving that money is not Johnson's biggest motivation. The Lions still could opt to adjust the contract down the line, but it's not the reason that Johnson returned to Detroit today. Johnson is loyal. End of post. I'm telling you, I bet, I bet half the city of Detroit is having an eargasm right about now. If anything could make them feel... Yeah. Hey, Detroit. Ben Johnson's not going anywhere. No, listen. If anything could make them feel any better. And not only is he not going anywhere, they didn't have to pay him to get him to stay, at least not yet. And even even if they did, Detroit, what do you care? It ain't your money. So worth it. If anything could make the D feel any better about that catastrophe on Sunday, Ben staying is it. And if anything's better than that, it's him staying out of loyalty and a hunger to win a Super Bowl. That's even better. Because the fact of the matter is, now that he's going to return, they will be better. They will be better because their young players will be better. And they're going to return most of these guys. It's got to help. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to erase what happened. But that's got to help. Back to you, Commander Fan. Of course, it's all the more painful. It's got to be more painful for Commander Fan to find out that their top choice said no. And didn't even get a raise. Now, he may still, but didn't. Put it this way. They didn't give him a raise in order to talk him into talking or talk him into talking, talking him into talking out of talking to them. Perform? He just said, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk. The alleged top guy said no to even meeting with the commander brass, even though they were en route via jet. 
He had no interest in meeting with them. So the commanders might forever try to spin that like, hey, hey, easy. We never locked in on him. He was never a lock. Those reports were not true. We never zeroed in on this guy. Or they might try and spin, hey, we were spooked by that price. We were spooked by his asking price. Yeah, but he's staying without a raise. So it's not about the price, right? It's not about the money. Or if you were so spooked, why did you get on the jet to begin with? So they're probably spinning. Now, that's not to overlook Aaron Glenn, who, by the way, they were supposed to meet with yesterday as well. Glenn seems to be one of the few options that they have left. Eric Bieniemy, of course, is already in that building. He already interviewed. He doesn't have the job. Dan Quinn is hovering and waiting for one of these jobs to land in his lap. And then, of course, you've got Mike McDonald, a.k.a. Commander Fan's new number one choice, a.k.a. the same dude who is getting ready for a second interview with Seattle today. At Tom Pelissero reports, the Seahawks are bringing in Ravens D.C. Mike McDonald for a second interview for their head coaching job per sources. Seattle met with McDonald 36 on Tuesday in Baltimore. Now he's going through the expanded process they did with other candidates. That seems kind of serious. He's still there. A second interview. Hey. Hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. So they met with this guy in Baltimore, and now they're bringing him into Seattle. Hey, hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. You know, the problem is my hey, Seattle sounds like Frisco fan. Hey, hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle, you might want to get that done. You might, if this is your guy, you might want to make sure you do not let him out of the building. Because you have to imagine the commanders do not want to get burned three times. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You have to imagine the commanders are watching that situation very closely. You have to imagine a commander fan is bracing and covering. They're probably all walking around the city with athletic protective cups right now so they don't get kicked in the junk again. You had two red-hot young coordinators already decide that their current situations are better than what the commanders are offering I mean, what's to stop McDonald from being number three? Seriously, if I were in the district, if I were in Washington, I definitely, if I'm suiting up to go to work or wearing whatever I wear, I'd wear a cup. I would, because it's coming. You're going to get blasted in the package again. But, 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 it's still better than what it used to be. You still have the number two pick. You still have all that cap space. You still have an opening. And Dan Snyder is still gone. There are better days ahead. It's just in those days ahead, I would wear a cup to work. In fact, I'd wear one to bed. In fact, I'd never take one off. Just keep wearing one until you find out who your coach is. Yeah, I know. I know, clones. Just like Commander fans, 
you also are huge fans of Mike McDonald too. Signed, Yacht Rock Loser. Not Michael McDonald. Mike McDonald. Loser. But I'm going to allow it. Anytime we can crack back on Yacht Rock, I will allow it. McDonald. Mike McDonald. Not Michael McDonald. Legendary voice and beard. Michael McDonald. Do you know about Ronald McDonald? Do you know about Michael McDonald? Do you know about Ronald? I think he was with the Doobie Brothers. Do you know about Mike McDonald? He's 36 and he's got a great defense. Anybody got anything to drink? I was on the cover of SI. Did you, you, know hear, you hear about Michael McDonald? This dude can sing the hell out of anything. You check the you check the pipes on this guy? Who sounds like that? Nobody. That's Michael McDonald. Yeah, but can he run can he run a cover too? Yep, yep, yep. Does he like to play his own? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Do you do you have a yacht? Do you have a yacht? Would yep, he yep, would yep. he fit in Seattle? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Is Seattle gonna let him out? Nope, nope, nope. Seattle. Let me ask you something. If you had a yacht, would you really bump this? Do you know about Ronald? Do yacht owners really listen to this? Yep, yep, yep. What's it like to have a yacht? Do you know about Ronald? Anyway, anyway, really good day for Detroit. Really good day for Houston. Not a very good day for the district. And we'll see about Seattle. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Talking about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Fellas, good to have you both on the program. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? Good, good. All right, so let me ask you this. It's pretty rare to have multiple guests and even more rare to have a chance to talk to a couple of playmakers at the same time. A.J., let me start with you. How much do you and Devontae push each other to get better every single day, and what do you appreciate most about Devontae and his game? Um, and we always uh, pushing each other to to be to be great. You know, we have those talks, and we know what we what each other wants to accomplish, and uh, we hold each other accountable. And I think that's what I appreciate the most from him. You know, uh, I can depend on him most importantly. You know, so yep. Got it, Devontae. Let me turn that around and ask you the same thing. What do you respect most about AJ and how he goes about his business, both on and off the field? Uh, like he just said. Um, I'm, I'm able to hold him accountable. He he holds me accountable, and uh, you know nobody feels no type of way about anything. Um, I feel like there's not a conversation that we can't have that we both will respect and understand. So that's the biggest part about it. 
So, Devontae, let me stay with you for a moment. I know, obviously, you'd rather be getting ready to play in the Super Bowl than chopping it up with me. So, obviously, it was a challenging season, to say the least. When you look back, Devontae, on this season, what kind of things stand out to you? What kind of thoughts do you have? Um, you know, time, time, is, time is short, you know, during the season. Um, you have to adjust fast, and you have to figure things out. And um, we just ran out of time. We just didn't do that at the end. Hey, Chief, what about you? You've been around. You've seen a lot of things in this league. What's your perspective on how things played out for Philly? You know, uh, you know, this league is tough. I think everybody uh, gets confused with that. You know, I think I think uh, everyone thinks winning is easy. You know, uh, but they're professionals just like we are, and uh, <clears throat> we just started to to slowly struggle, and um, we tried our best to try to get out get out of this hole, and. Uh, Unfortunately, we just kind of ran out of time. We're talking to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Devontae, let me get your reaction to the hiring of Kellen Moore to be the offensive coordinator. Have you had a chance to speak with him yet? And what is your reaction to that hiring? Um, haven't spoken to him yet. Um, you know, just uh, excited to, you know, see what he has to bring and to um, get to know him and, you know, just get back into the building around the guys. AJ, how about you? What do you think about that hiring? You know, I haven't I haven't spoke to him as well. Um, you know, uh, I'm a just uh, I'm excited as well. Um, I'm just uh, I'm a, I'm a players guy. You know, uh, regardless of anybody, you can put anybody in that position, and they got to call plays. But most importantly, we got to go out and execute them. You know, so uh, I'm excited, but also it just goes back down to execute. So. That's, that's just where my mind and my focus is. Yeah, I get that. You know, to your point, I mean, as effective, A.J., as you and Devontae both are, I mean, you got to have the right guy getting you the ball, of course, and you've got a really good quarterback in Jalen Hurts. A.J., what's he like as a quarterback, and how do you feel about him as a leader on that team, as a guy who leads from the front? Uh, he's a great person, uh, first first and foremost, you know. Uh, um, he challenges every, he challenges everyone. He challenges himself to each and every day to be better than he were yesterday. You know, um, um, I think uh, he does a really good job. You know, so. Devontae, let me ask you about the Eagles playing both the Chiefs and the 49ers. I'm spinning this thing forward right now. Since you played both of those teams, Devontae, which Super Bowl team do you think's got the tougher defense, the more challenging defense? Um. You know, they're both two great defenses. Um, kind of two different styles. Um, I honestly don't know. They're both two great defenses. They both do what they do really well. So um, I think it's just going to come down to what team makes the um, least amount of mistakes. We're talking to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They're appearing courtesy of Bounty. We'll get to that in a minute. A.J., what about Brandon Ayuk? He made that incredible catch in the <laughs> NFC Championship game after the ball bounced off of Kendall Vildor's face mask. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate that catch in degree of difficulty, and what did you think about that play? Yes, that's very difficult. Uh, he, he made it look really easy. Um, I, I heard the scale at least, at least uh, I'll say a 10, actually. He's running full speed, and he's got to keep his – he's got to keep uh, – He's got to keep his balance and uh, track the ball in midair. You know, he even got up and ran, even though he was touched down. But uh, Brandon Ayuk is a, is a great receiver. You know, he's evolving uh, every time he gets on, on the field. So, You know, and to that point, he is a great receiver. You guys are both great receivers. Like, Devontae, wh- when we're talking about receivers, like, pound for pound, 
Who do you think is the best receiver in the game right now? A.J. Brown. <laughs> My man. A.J., what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to give a nod to uh, Justin Jefferson. Really? How come? Yeah. What separates him from the others? You know, uh, uh, he's just missed so many games, and he just uh, ended up still getting 1,000 yards. And most importantly, man, he has every every uh, tool in his bag to, to get open. You know, he ran exceptional routes, ran after catches, the tough catches. You know, uh, right now I think uh, – I think it's really close between him and Tyree Hill, but I have to get I have to give him the edge. Hey, Devonte, respectfully, if your dude was not there with you right now, would you have said AJ Brown? Probably so. Okay, I got you. How come? Um, I mean, even before here, before he came here, um, you know, the plays that he was making, um, like like he said, he's always open. Um, no matter who's around, where the ball is, at, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to come down with it. All right, so guys, Bounty is going to be big for Super Bowl. Before I get there really quickly, Devontae, how about a prediction? I mean, you're not in the business of predictions, but do you have an early lean? Who do you like in that game? Um, I, I honestly, it, it don't matter to me. I mean, I get it. And with guys, a lot of times if guys aren't playing, they don't care. AJ, how about you? Can I get a prediction out of you? I'll remain neutral. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you'll abstain. Fellas, I know you're not neutral about Bounty, all right? That's what you're here to talk about. You've teamed up with Bounty, AJ. What are the details here? What are you guys doing with them? Oh, uh, man, we, we got a great partnership with Bounty. Uh, we teamed up, and um, we're wingmans, me and Devontae, uh, on the field. And uh, and it was an opportunity for us to to connect off the field. And um, and uh, we appreciate Bounty. Uh, it's, it's talked about our relationship, our friendship, uh stuff we do on the field and our connection. So um, I'm, I'm excited about this uh, partnership. I got you. Devontae, how about you? Did he leave anything out? Uh, you can't have football without wings, and you can't have wings without bounty. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code Rome. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code Rome. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-889-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We talked last hour about the fact that Detroit gets to keep their young, hot offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Great. Awesome for them. Awesome. They get to run it back, take another shot. Bobby Slowick of the Texans also gets a big raise. Well done, Nick Casario, my man. Legendary clone. Legendary NFL executive. That's what you do. Give him a chance to run it back one more time. Because it might take just one more opportunity for either one of those teams to go the distance. So that's good. It's good for both of them. Not so good for the commanders. Especially because the commanders allegedly, reportedly, thought that 
Johnson was their guy. And then you hear, no, 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 that's not true. We were never locked in on him. We were spooked by his asking price. Come on. Spooked by the asking price. You know what's more believable than that to me? That Johnson didn't take the job because he was spooked by what Irvin might post on the X about him. Come on! What, the commanders are worried about an asking price for a coach? When you're trying to get back on path? Come on. Moving on to the next thing. Now, y'all know that guy who thinks that rambling on and spewing and talking and talking and talking and making bleep up somehow makes it better. That guy is like, well, half the callers to my program. No offense to that guy or half the callers to my program, but y'all know it's true. You know who the callers are, and you know who that guy is. That guy is Jarrah, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. For Jarrah, rambling on and on and spewing diarrhea from the mouth is his solution to everything. And it would stand to reason that if you spew enough diarrhea from the mouth, you're going to get diarrhea of the gums, diarrhea of the gingivitis. Anyway, for the owner and president and GM of Team Content, the solution to every problem is to find the nearest microphone, the nearest camera, the nearest recording device, and let the Rhea fly. So, of course, Albie, I got it. Thank you. One thing worse than hearing myself live is hearing myself on tape at the same time. Anyway, so, of course, what did Jarrah do? Jarrah fuels up the jet, and Jarrah heads to the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Why does Jarrah have to be there? Why? Yo, I know, I know, because he's evaluating talent, of course. Why else? Because anybody who matters is there as well. And there will be an assembled media there. So why would he not be there? Of course he was going to be there. Everybody expected 30 minutes of Jera spewing at the Senior Bowl. And what would the Senior Bowl be without Jera? What would the Senior Bowl be without Jera? Said nobody ever. Yet there he was. Yet there he was. Holding court in Mobile as only Jera can. Making about as much sense as only Jera can't. Flapping those Jeratric gums and just spewing mountains of diarrhea from his mouth. So, we all waited. We all waited. What were the big takeaways now that he's had a couple of weeks to process the latest total and complete playoff failure for the Cowboys? He's had a few weeks to think about it, so here he is. What were the takeaways, Jera? Well, at least he's come to terms with the truth that what he has here is a complete and utter playoff failure. At least the old man owned that. Well, I think that uh, we, as a team, uh, laid an egg. Correct, Jera. We, as a team, laid an egg. Uh, laid an egg. About the most geriatric way to put it. We laid an egg. Laid an egg. It's accurate, though. You did lay an egg. Laid an egg. You fell on your faces. 
You gagged, you choked, you took an enormous dump in your pants. A more contemporary phrase, if you want to mix that one in, Jera. You know what we did? Is this thing on? We all, you got your diapers on? I got mine on. We all took a gigantic dump in our pants. Big dump in your pants. Well, Jerry, you got that one right. You got that right for once. You're making sense for once. Even if the statement was the most obvious statement of all time, and even you couldn't spin it. Sort of. Every Cowboy fan knows you laid an egg, Jarrah. Laid an egg. Why don't you tell your fan base something it doesn't already know? Tell all of us something we don't already know. That's not news to anybody. What Cowboy fan wants to know, not that you laid an egg or took a dump in your pants. What Cowboy fan wants to know, Jarrah, is what the hell are you going to do about it? Cowboy fan wants to know what you're going to do to make sure that yet another collapse in the biggest game of the season does not happen again next year. Cowboy fan wants a reason to legitimately believe that anything is ever going to get better. Ever. Unfortunately for you, Cowboy fan, Jera did not give you a reason to believe that anything is going to get better. Because while he does admit that they laid an egg... He doesn't seem that broken up about laying that egg. Yes, they laid an egg. Laid but, an egg. but, there's a but. According to Jera, quote, at least they were around the rim. Whatever the hell that means. I thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired Mike McCarthy. And he's had some great uh, in-season success. Now, he's come up short three times three times and advanced us in the playoff, okay? But I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim. And I like what the team has done to, find, uh, to hang around the rim. So I think uh, of what the answer that I would have is that I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim. Uh, we're not getting the ball in, but we're hanging around the rim. Uh, let's don't uh, uh, discount hanging around the rim. I mean, dude. At some point, when do you pull this guy back and not let him be the mouthpiece of the organization? Who says around the rim? Hanging, hanging around, around the, the rim, rim. Hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Mike McCarthy's hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Not unless there's a Big Mac up on it, he's not. Hanging around the rim. At least he's not hanging from the rim. Or he'd Darvin Ham that thing, man. There'd be glass everywhere. Hanging around the rim. I mean, Jared, that's not a thing. That's not a phrase. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. And nobody says that over and over and over again. How many times did he say, we're hanging around the rim. We're not putting the ball hanging in. The but we're hanging around the rim. I don't think rim. you can discount that we're hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Hey, Jerry. I mean, if you want to use a basketball analogy, and that's not one. That, that's not a thing. That's not a saying. That's not a hanging phrase. The rim. But if you want to use a basketball analogy, if the ball never goes in the hole, you never win. And did you notice at the very top Glory of that, holiday. he mixed in, I thought we did a pretty good job when we hired Mike McCarthy. He's had some in-season success. Well, there it is. All your cards are on the table. That's all I give a damn about. 
in-season success. If you're expecting us to have success in the postseason, forget about it. We're not about that. We're about hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Or, or am I missing it? Am I missing it? Is this some, some sort of creepy drinking game? Are we supposed to take a shot of whiskey and cough up a lung every time you say, hanging around the rim? <laughs> Jarrah. Excuse me. You all right? Hanging around the rim. Do you, do you think that you are on Bourbon Street right now, leaving half your face and half your lung? 20% of me has been left on Bourbon Street. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be funny if it weren't true. Hey, Jared, do you know where you are right now? Because where you are right now is two weeks removed from yet another gigantic playoff disgrace. You're standing right here in front of a media gaggle, which in fact means you're speaking to your fans, you're speaking to the entire world. Everybody's waiting for some kind of answer as to how you're going to fix this thing. How are you going to fix this thing once and for all? How are you going to make sure you don't take another big dump in your pants the next time you hit a huge game? Nobody wants to hear you're happy hanging around the rim, old man. Nobody even knows what that means. Not only do we not want to hear it, we don't get it. We don't know what that means. What? We're all good because we keep barreling up warning track shots. Didn't want any of that. Cowboy fan, don't worry. Don't worry, it gets better. Because right after Jarrett said he's happy hanging around the rim five times, he also said he's totally all in this coming year. I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. Okay. You, you would anticipate we'd be all in? What does that mean? You would anticipate being all in. Yeah, I would think, I would anticipate the same thing, Jared. You know why? You're the Dallas bleeping Cowboys. So yes, I would anticipate that you'd be all in. You know why else? You're 81 years old. I would really anticipate you being all in. And I would also anticipate it because I thought you had a made-to-win roster right now. I thought you were already all-in. I thought you were already all-in. Does that not beg the question? Since you make a point of saying, I anticipate that we're all-in, were you not all-in before? Were you not all-in last year? Are you telling Cowboy fan that you didn't do everything possible to win last year, but you're totally going to do everything possible to win next year? Man, the last thing Dallas Cowboy fan wants to hear right now is that Jarrah is finally going to get serious about winning one. Yeah, sure he's not. In other words, you were doing everything you could to win in previous years, or you weren't. Not if you're all in right now. No, you weren't doing everything you could because you weren't all in. What you were doing was everything you could to separate people from their money and get them to look at you and talk about you. And now you're all in. Hey, Cowboy fan, how's that feel? How's that grab you? Cowboy fans got to be so tired of this bull crap. 
the never-ending stream of BS that never changes and never fixes anything or makes anything better. I'm sure a Cowboy fan right now is just channeling that one dude who called this program during the beef segment last week. Remember this guy. My beef is with Jarrah. Dude, get over yourself. Daniel Snyder thinks you're more self-absorbed than he is. Die already. I'm out. Hook him. Die already. Listen, I want to be very clear about this. I'm calling this guy out. I'm questioning this guy and checking him for what he's saying. But I'm not calling for him to die. I am not calling for Jerry to die. I am not calling for Jerry to die. But this guy is... Die already! I'm out! Hook him! He didn't say diarrhea. He said die already. Die already! Sad thing is... Nothing is ever going to change with the Cowboys until that one thing changes. Because that one thing is the one common thread for the past 30-plus years since they won anything that matters. And we know for Jarrah, it is ride or die already. Die already! He's not changing. So get ready for more of the same, Cowboy fan, even if you are, quote, all in next season. What's really going to change? We'll be all in. He was also going on about how we need to run the ball more effectively. We need to stop the run, too. All right. Fair enough. How about that whole quarterback thing? You want to get around to that at all? How about you need better play from your quarterback? There's your update from Jarrah. We've been around the rim, so it's good. But next year, we'll rim. be all in. We'll be all in. Again, the question, if you haven't been all in, what have you been? Partially in, part of the way in, around the rim? Hanging around the rim. Tom Pelissero, busy at it again. He reports. Hey, Commander fan, I warned you. Actually, Seattle Seahawk team, I warned you too. They took my advice. I said, do not let this guy out of the building. According to at Tom Pelissero, the Seahawks plan to hire Mike McDonald as their head coach. Per sources. Commander fan, did I or did I not say you should be walking around town with a cup because you were about to get blasted in the package again? Shefty, quote, a youth movement in Seattle. Seahawks are expected to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. Alvy, you're only encouraging him, Alvy. Hey, Alvy, can you hear me? Alvy's like, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Trying to read a post from Adam Schefter, Alvin. Quote, a youth movement in Seattle. Seahawks are expected to hire Ravens defense coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. League sources tell ESPN they're still finalizing the deal, but Seattle has its man at 36. McDonald now becomes the NFL's youngest head coach. All right, so what's that mean to Baltimore? Very, very good defense. I think they'll still be a good defense. 
but that's not a positive development. But then again, this is what the NFL is, right? Minute by minute, things change. Except for the commanders. They can't get anybody to take their job. I don't know. I think you're overthinking it. I know, I know, I know you all want fresh, young, handsome, innovative, creative. You don't want that old school, line them up, punch them in the face, move the sticks. I want control. I don't know. I think Mike Vrabel is a pretty damn good coach. I think you're overthinking it. If you don't want a 71-year-old hood, I get that. If you don't want 72-year-old Pete Carroll, I get that. But if you want a 46 or 47-year-old Mike Vrabel who's available, why wouldn't you do that? League is getting younger and younger and younger. Because it sucks to lose. So Seattle gets their guy. One for 3C1. Quote, I'm just hanging around 7-Eleven for the wine. Regards, Jarrah. Hey, Van Smack. Big Mike is hanging around the rim, and so are the Cowboys. Yeah, the toilet rim. Hanging around the rim. It's just a weird phrase. Like, what does that mean, Jarrah? Hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Well, so you're just in the paint. That's not legal either. You can't just park it in the paint. You can't post up in the paint. Not not for 35 years you can't. Hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim. Yeah, we're just making good contact. We just keep hitting the ball hard. We keep hitting the ball hard, deep and short. Hanging around the rim. Dude's making no sense whatsoever. So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store, and you reach for the beef jerky, and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody, the entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper, what is your beef? We are joined right now by Charvarius Ward. Charvarius, great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Good, dude. Good. Great to have you. Thanks so much. So the Bay Area is still feeling it after the 49ers' historic come-from-behind win. I'm curious, what have the last few days been like for you as you've had a chance to process the fact that you are going to the Super Bowl for the third time in your career? Uh, it's been it's been um, pretty exciting. It's been pretty lit out here. Um, you know, everybody happy. The fans, you know, players, coaches, everybody pretty excited to get to Vegas and you know finish this thing off strong. 
All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, after the game, your head coach, Kyle Shanahan, said the mood in the locker room was, well, he didn't say this, but it wasn't lit and it wasn't happy. In fact, he said it was angry when you guys fell behind 24-7. How would you describe it, and how did you personally feel at halftime of that game? Yeah, I mean, obviously we weren't happy. We was getting our behind kicked. Like, they came out and they basically was bullying us, man, the way they was running the ball and getting whatever they wanted. So, obviously, we came in at – Came in the locker room like we was pretty mad, you know, just by the way we was playing. We know we was way better than that, and that's not we, what we wanted to show the world, like that we was capable of. So we just knew in the second half we had to come out and you know, and show it everybody what we was capable of, where everybody know that what we can do. And you know, we came out and just did just that. Charverius Ward joining us. You did do just that. In fact, in the second half, they only rushed for 34 yards. You stopped them on a couple of key fourth down plays. I mean, was it just a mindset, or were there specific adjustments that you guys made defensively? Yeah, Coach Wilkes, Coach Wilkes came in and like he was got to he, he we got to play a lot more man because um you know first half we were playing a lot of zone and um the linebackers wasn't able to get downhill in the run in the run game so Coach Wilkes came came in halftime you know um you know um called a lot more man and you know we did just that and and that obviously it worked. Hey, tell me for a minute where do you, where do you come out on Steve Wilkes? I like him. I don't play for him, but I like him. How do you what do you think about his scheme and how is he as a motivator? What's he like to play for? I mean, I love Coach Wilkes. Everybody else hate him, you know, um the media and a lot of people hate on Coach Wilkes for some reason, but man, I love him like all the players. Um we love him. Like he he a great guy, you know, a players coach. He's easy to get along with. I mean, obviously, he helped me go to Pro Bowl to All-Pro this year. So, I mean, you know, I love him a little extra because he helped me do that. So, you know, Coach Wilkes my guy. I love him 100%. My, my, my dude, you, you just put that beautifully. I mean, I would never. I like him, too. I would never put it that way. Like, I could have phrased that question like, my man, I want to ask you something. Everybody hates this dude. What do you think about him? But you said that for me. You set that up perfectly. That's kind of what I was getting at. That's kind of what I was getting at. But to your point, he put you in a position. You went to the Pro Bowl this year, and your five INTs matched your total number of picks that you had for the previous five years combined. As somebody who has earned everything, dude, you've earned everything you've achieved in that league coming as an undrafted free agent, what did the recognition of going to your first Pro Bowl mean to you? Um, it was it was an it was an amazing feeling, man. Obviously, you know, like you said, I was undrafted, so I just want to you know let let all the guys know you know that's coming into the draft the, um, in the future that might not get drafted. It's not about how you start, you know. It's about how, the work you put in, how you finish. You know, I've been grinding all my career, you know, and um, this off season I grinded extra hard and. I mean, obviously, all that paid off. I got my flowers this season. You know, I'm thankful for Coach Shannon, Coach Lynch, and obviously Coach Works as well um, that they gave me the opportunity to, you know, be CB1, you know, be the big dog. They really gave me the opportunity to be the big dog, and um, I'm, I'm glad I was able to repay them. You know, you know I was – uh, uh, Dude, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, not only that, not only did they give you the opportunity and put you in that position, but your teammates saw it coming, or at least one, Fred Ward – team leader, linebacker, predicted your breakout season. He called you AP. He was calling you AP in training camp as an all-pro since you received that honor for the first time, too. Like, how much does your teammates' belief and confidence in you mean as well? Yeah, um, with that, that was free. It started off as a joke, man, but I mean, we, we were just talking one day, and he was just telling, man, like, you got a talent. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be all-pro like, you know, him and Huff, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I just I just started believing it as well, you know, and I was putting that work in in practice every day. I started making plays in practice, and my other teammates started calling me AP Mooney too. So, I mean, we kind of like spoke it into existence, but obviously, you know, I, I worked for it as well. So, I mean, I'm thankful for it. 
Charverius Ward is joining us, having a great conversation. So you won that ring with the Chiefs, and when you did so, they beat the Niners back in 2020. You've been on both sides of this matchup. We're talking about two great franchises and two great organizations. I know you are where you are now, but if you had to compare the organizations, maybe how are they similar? How are they different? Um, you know, both both great coaches. Um, we got amazing talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I think the difference is I was a little put when I was with Kansas City, and now with San Francisco, I'm kind of a big dog. So, uh, you know, I just say that those are like some of the similarities and some of the differences. I like it. So you know Patrick Mahomes better than anybody on the Niners defense yeah. because you spent time in Kansas City. What did you take away from facing him, even if you were a pup back then, facing him in practice every day that could potentially help you and the rest of the secondary on Super Bowl Sunday? What are you telling your guys? Uh, with Pat, you just never know. The game the game is never over. Even if you're up 21, 28, you know, maybe 30 points, the game over never. It's never over when you're playing Patrick Mahomes like – Obviously, he wanted the goats. Um, clearly, probably the best player in the NFL, best player in the world. So, I mean, we're gonna have our hands full this Sunday. So, we can't get too high, we can't get too low. Like, even if we up ten, fifteen, and fourteen in the fourth quarter, like we gotta, you know, continue to press on and continue to grind. Cause with Pat, like that thing, it can switch at any moment. Once he get momentum, like it's de- it's damn near impossible to stop those guys. So we just gotta, you know, stay on it twenty four seven every play. Hey, let me ask Don't you something. Did you, did you guys kind of know who you were already? Or when you come back on Green Bay the way you came back and you come back on Detroit the way you did and you came back back-to-back, is that going to help this team if you find yourself in a situation like that come Super Bowl Sunday? Or did you already know who you were and what you were about? Yeah, it's obviously it's going to help us because if we get down in the Super Bowl, I mean, we just, know, we just know it's not over. Like, facing that adversity these past two games, like, honestly, we didn't expect to face that adversity at all. We didn't expect to go down – you know, that meant to um to Green Bay or or Detroit. I mean, shout out to them for coming out and playing great games. But I mean they put us through through some adversity. We had to fight through it. And I think that that just threatened our belief like that that this is our season, like this is our year. Um I feel like both of those teams probably feel like they should have won they should have won those games. But I mean we came back and, you know, took care of business. So I mean they got us feeling like this our year. Hey, so let me finally ask you this. Like, I'm not going to go to that same tired game manager kind of thing, but in Brock Purdy, like, it, never mind the noise on the outside, and I know him, he's not listening anyway, but what about on the inside? Like, do you think this is a special player? Is he special? I mean, Brock Purdy was the last pick of the draft, man, in the seventh round. Like, I don't think no quarterback that was ever drafted in the seventh round, you know, did the things he's doing right now. So, I mean, obviously he's, He's a great player. I mean, I wouldn't say like he Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, but he, you know, he on his way to being one of the the best quarterbacks in the NFL, even though he's still young. How old about probably like 23, 24? Like he's still young. This on his second season. I mean, he getting a lot of hate for no reason. All he all he all he done is is win, win, win over and over in the Super Bowl in his second year. So I mean, I don't know why everybody hating on him, but we inside this building, we feel like he a big dog. He one of the best in the world at what he do. And we, we know he's not going to let us down in the Super Bowl. I, I think you have, like, really good insight on stuff. Like, man, like, this whole notion of, you're right, he's getting a lot of hate. Like, there's a lot of people getting a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate out there. Even before you came on, didn't you hear me say, like, I'm trying to be upbeat here. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> what, dude, where is all the hate coming from? That's just how the world is these days. You know how social media and, um, and everything is, man. People love to um, share their opinion even when it's not, not needed sometimes. So, you know, just... That's just how the world go these days. A lot of people like to troll and make fun of make fun of others for some reason. But 
you know, we're going to stay positive and be like you said. Bro, you're the best. You nailed it, man. <laughs> People just want to troll even though they've got no reason to, man. And they've got nothing better to do. He's coming off a Pro Bowl season, a second-team All-Pro, a career five INTs, one of the best in the business. Charvarius Ward, my guest. Dude, I appreciate you. That was awesome, man. That was a lot of fun. And thanks for keeping it positive. We needed that. Yes, sir. So appreciate you, Jerome. Let's go to the high desert, Woody. Hey, Woody, how are you? Hey, 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 Woody, 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 before you answer, hopefully not good. Today is not a day where we're being positive, all right? If you have anything positive to say, take it someplace else. Hang up right now. We don't want anything positive around here. Okay, okay, all right. Well, I want to take a run at Frisco fan. Good. Hey, Frisco fan, hey, you guys had to play with the likes of uh, Green Bay and uh, Detroit. Well, Kansas City had to deal with, with Bills Mafia and Baltimore. And I'll tell you, they're a much better team than those other two teams. Why don't you ask them how our ass tastes right about now? And uh, underdogs? Really? Underdogs? Kansas City's an underdog? Come on now. You know, give us some credit for real. You know, hey, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And that pretty face, big clock, he's going to get smashed. I tell you. Anyway, Rome, love your show. War, Lady Clones. And yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, I can tell you love the show. You hit every single clone cliche ever. Clone gonna clone. Like, that entire phone call was just one clone cliche and jungle drop strung together. My man Alvin could have just fired that off drop by drop by drop by drop by drop by drop by drop. I bet. I bet if I let Alvin do that, I bet if you replayed that phone call, Alvin could match up a drop for every single statement that guy just made. So let's go to the district. Tim in D.C. Hey, Tim, good to have you. What's up? Hey, Jim. Thanks so much. Hey, um, I don't think you've got it right with what's going on in the DMV uh, regarding uh, sports. Uh, We got losers in basketball, baseball. We're we're good at this. Uh, We're not Buffalo. We're not... uh, Philadelphia, we know how to lose in this town. You got it all wrong, man. Um, and and we don't have a coach. Well, take a look at the bench. Take a look at the team. You know, we haven't got a team either. You know, so who's who's it going to coach anyway? Uh, you know, um, uh, listen, uh, we haven't seen anything since Shanahan. He was eight and eight. Uh, Danny pissed all over him, and the, the Danny Hex is staying with his boy out there in San Francisco. So San Fran fans get used to it. Uh, you got the Danny Hex uh, in the uh, uh, on the pants of uh, your your coach. And um, by the way, uh, die, Jerry. I'm out. I stand corrected. Y'all are a bunch of losers in the district, and you've got nothing to look forward Loser. to. Your football team sucks. Your baseball team sucks. Your basketball team sucks. Life sucks. Give up, man. Just find a place to lie down and die. Nothing good going on in the district. I got it all wrong. You're all losers. Ask Tim. My man, I didn't say it was all great. I didn't say it was all great. We're taking telephone calls right now. Let's go to... San Antonio, Mike. Good to have you on the show, Mike. How are you? Rome, 
help me understand this fascination with run dominant QBs. I mean, dude, haven't we seen at this point that these guys aren't buttoned up to win a Lombardi, Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Kaepernick, and now LeChoke Jackson? What's going on, brother? Dudes were mocking me for picking the Chiefs over these guys, and they took a fat dump, like you said. I don't know who's more delusional. Brock Purdy fans think they're going to walk into Vegas and take on Kermit and the boys, or those Charger fans who think Jim Harbaugh is going to lead the Chargers to a Super Bowl and win out. Mike, San Antonio, I I mean, at least everybody's uplifting today. At least everybody's upbeat today. At least the tone is positive today. Man, heavy much? Keith in Cleveland, my dude. What's going on, Keith? How are you? Man, still smoking and procreating over here. <laughs> it's funny you're going to talk about LeBron and a uh, guy from Cleveland calls next. That's, that, you know, that's real cute. Anyway, you want Morose. I mean, <laughs> I'm from the capital of Morose. I mean, my team, we picked up a creep that we then lose to his former team by our uh, college quarterback in the playoffs since the first time we've been there and God knows how long. Uh, <laughs> our baseball team, they can't even afford their payroll because they don't have a contract for a TV extension going on. I mean, what else, what else do you really need? Our, our basketball team, they've actually won nine games out of ten, but nobody in the national media even knows anything about it. I got a college coach yelling at elderly people, telling them that his team is tough, and that they can't even win their bowl game against Mizzou. I mean, what, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. What else, is, what else do we need over here? You know, and also, too, I know it's not the beef segment. I got a beef. Hey, Michigan and, and Ohio, you guys know that you're in the union, right? Why do I see so many damn Confederate flags rolling around here? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I know you want your orange guy back in office this year, but, you know, hold on a little bit. You know, the Confederacy lost. Which, you know, we love you losers up here in Cleveland. I'm out, Jim. Wow, dude. <laughs> this guy's like, you want morose? You want despair? The district's got nothing on us. Let's go to Bob in L.A. Find out. Hey, Bob, what's up? Hey, Jimbo. Bob in L.A. Well, I can't give you any... Ah, Bob, how do you not know? You don't like that Not Bob. Bob, you've never done that. Not you, Bob. Bob, you run of all people, down. you, I, I, yeah, you gave me no choice but to run your ass down. Run of all the down. people to reset who he is and where he's calling from. Of hey, Bob, two things. things. Of all the dramatic things, Bob, two things, Bob. The second we hear your voice, we know who you are. Good night.